uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. In today's episode, I am joined by William McDonald of Starleaf. Starleaf provide both messaging and video conferencing solutions, and they manufacture a wide range of video endpoints for meeting rooms, desktops, and the mobile space. William is their chief technology officer, so he was the perfect man to speak to about their last 12 months and how they have been adapting to the rapidly changing industry. I started by asking William how fast he thinks things are moving in the video conferencing world. Have a listen. Yeah, you're right. Things are moving very quickly in the in the video conferencing industry. But you have to say the world is still cluttered with lots of video conferencing systems that just are hard to work and, and unreliable and difficult to use. And so we're just continuing on our mission to, to put those to bed and, um, and just keep on improving the solutions step by step. So to do that, we've done things like we've added file sharing to our platform, we've added PSTN calling, and we've done a big refresh on the user interface across all of our platforms. And in the meeting rooms in particular, uh, where, we, where we focus a lot of our efforts is, uh, is where the, a lot of the user interface changes have gone. And you know, we, we believe in this big green button. You walk into the meeting room, there's a big green button to push to join you into the meeting. Well, we've made it bigger to make it even easier. And there's a couple of things. If there's more than one meeting for overlapping for a meeting room, we now show both of them rather than just the, the first one, just to try and make that experience of joining the meeting as easy as possible. But, you know, it's more than just a user interface that makes meetings good. They've got to be reliable. They've got to be high quality. And, you know, so making sure it's a dedicated appliance, making sure it's well managed, making sure the software upgrades are, are delivered on time. Those are all really important as well in, in the overall experience. And, and in terms of the, the changes in the workforce and, and your people this year, have there, have there been many changes internally? Well, we've got one hire we're particularly proud of, and that's our new chief revenue officer. He's Don Gerskis, and he came to us from Shortel. He was the CEO at Shortel a few years ago. And talking of Shortel, uh, we, since Shortel got bought by Mitel, I don't know if you knew this, but we are the video conferencing provider. We were the video conferencing provider for Shortel, and now they got acquired. We've now just signed a contract up with Mitel, and we're now the video conferencing provider for Mitel, for their cloud UC platform. The part that we believe in at Starleaf, we always have believed in it, is interoperability. Because although we make a great solution, our endpoints work great with our meeting solutions and our apps, Quite often, you've got a business-to-business -business communication situation where you have to join someone else's meeting. And so that experience need to, needs to be good. You can't force people to always join your own meeting. Just look at this one, Patrick. We're meeting on Skype. I'm joining from one of the Starleaf meeting room systems into your Skype meeting. You know, I could have asked you to join one of our meetings. You'd probably have said no. So one of the things we've added in the last year is adding big green button support for all the other conferencing providers. So in particular, that's Skype for Business, that's BlueJeans, that's WebEx, and it's Zoom. So you can invite me to any one of those meetings, and my meeting room will get this big green button. I push it, and I'll be in the meeting with you. I have to say, just quickly, William, it, your process to join the meeting, which, which you showed me just before we started recording, looked a lot more straightforward than mine. So if only I had a bit of Starleaf kit on this end with a big green button, that, that, would, be very, that would be excellent. Well, I know how to fix that for you. There's no problem. I can it have was a, a subtle hint that I dropped there. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, sorry. So I inter- I interrupted you then as you as you were as oh, you were no, talking on okay. the inter- interoperability piece. Interoperability really important, and you know reliability and data sovereignty. So having our data centers in the same country as our users are that's really important to them. So we've opened a data center in Canada. The Canadians didn't want their data in the U.S. Uh, or vice versa. So. Um, we, we won't get into the political situation in North America. We'll skip right over that. Yeah, that's probably a whole separate podcast there. <laughs> and uh, in Europe, in the UK and Germany, we've now added a second pop in the same country. And the reason that's important is in the situation of disaster, when you need disaster recovery, uh, some customers, uh, even in that situation, don't want their data leaving the country. So we can now, if a data center was to go down, we can move them to another data center that's in the same country. Normally with our customers, we give them the choice. If, there's, if you're in, let's pick France, French customers are given the choice. If that French system goes down, would you rather be moved to Germany and stay up or would you rather wait until the, the pop comes back up? So we're continuing to add redundancy and, and, and data sovereignty around the globe. But I have to say it, it hasn't been very important so far. We're running at four nines reliability at the moment. So, you know, data uh, disaster recovery hasn't been something that we've spent much time actually, you know, doing, dealing with, because, we, you know, our uptime is just so good. And it sounds like it's been an incredibly busy 12 months. And I know that I've, I've forced you there to try and consolidate that into, into a couple of minutes. And, and you've touched on... A, a bit of the themes for my next question, which are going to be, what are the, the main themes, whether they're business themes or technology themes that you at Starly for noticing around the globe that are affecting your strategy? You already mentioned some of them in terms of the the, uh, the apparent rising importance of compliance. And I know in, in Europe, everyone's had enough and I personally have definitely had enough of GDPR, but, but that, that was a very big thing at the time. So, so what are those trends that you're really noticing that are affecting the business? Well, the, the one trend that it just stands out beyond all the others. So that you're right, there's a whole bunch of them. But the one I'd like to talk about is the migration we're seeing from Skype for Business to Microsoft Teams. We are just, all of our enterprises are either in the process of it, some of them already done it, or they're planning on doing it. It's huge. And so, I mean, we have a Microsoft practice within our business, and we've now split that off into a separate line of business. So we've got a new business unit, it's got its own brand, it's called Teamline. We've just launched it. And so the engineering, the marketing, the support, the website for Teamline is all going to be independent. Rebranding that product, focusing on, on Microsoft. Uh, and, and that product is the first one that's demonstrated a meeting room system for Teams. And so the way it works is it registers directly with Skype for Business or uh, with your Exchange server. It, it becomes a, a Microsoft user, it takes up a user account and you and that's that's the way you do meeting rooms and then you invite that meeting room to either your teams meeting or your skype for business meeting the green button appears you push it it puts you into whichever meeting it was invited to uh, and so that's like at the heart of that product line there's there's a big one and a, a little one for huddle rooms that, that is, um, that's that's fascinating and it's something that i hadn't really considered from, from your perspective and it's something we we do a, a different a separate microsoft podcast where we talk a lot about teams and it feels it is felt increasingly over the the past few months as skype for business is more of the neglected stepchild of microsoft 
but it is a real consideration for your customers, isn't it? For your enterprise customers and, and, and mid-size and, and SMB customers who are moving from a Skype platform that they've used for a long time. They, Microsoft, to put all this investment in Teams, all this development into Teams, and for them to be able to utilise that, it relies on, on third parties like yourself to make that possible. Well, that's right. Uh, Microsoft have a bit of a habit of end-of-life in products and leaving their customers a little bit high and dry. They did it with the Link Room system. Uh, they've done it with the version one of the SRS. And so um, when it comes to big investment like a meeting room, I think the customers are looking for uh, a partner that they can really rely on who's going to be there for the long haul. Because you can't go, it's, you know, software, you can install new software, but you can't go easily install a new meeting room system. Once they're hardwired in, you, you want that partner to be with you for the lifetime of that meeting room. No, absolutely. So I, I want to be able to leverage the, the investment in that, in, in that particular meeting room. Yeah, as, as the technology changes, you want to be able to leave the hardware in the meeting room the same. And so that's what we've done with this product. It was a Skype for Business product, and now it's going to be Skype for Business and Teams. And who, uh, who knows what's going to come next? It's, it's got plenty of horsepower to, to, to hold the distance for quite some time yet. Yes, uh, far be it from us to, to second-guess Microsoft. So I suppose uh, get, <laughs> leaving that open to, to flux is, is definitely important. And just, just finally, Will, you've talked about how busy it's been. You've talked about the, the changes and the, and the trend from, from Skype to Teams. What, what are your main focuses, Sally, for the next 12 months into, into 2019? What are the main highlights you're looking forward to and the main areas that are going to be particular, uh, of particular attention? Well, there's lots of buzz around the uh, around the world about artificial intelligence, meeting analytics. You know, looking looking at who's in the meeting room, counting them, measuring that, and so we're in a good position to do that. We've got a camera in the room. We know how the meeting rooms are being utilised. So gathering those analytics is going to be important to users. Um, we actually measure how successful we are with our own analytics uh, in terms of our cloud. We're running at just under a million minutes a day right now. And so next year, we're hoping to double that. That's a lot of minutes. Uh, that's a lot of minutes. That uh, keeps us working hard, keeping the systems going so they can do, do that many minutes. And then, you know, a big challenge for us is recruitment. You know, we've grown from 120 people to 200 this year. And, you know, that's not going to stop. Finding good, high quality people is, is always a challenge. So we're just gearing up to continue the growth. That's yeah. what 2019 looks like. And maybe some more rewards. We've got a lot of awards this year, and so we're looking to get more next year. We've got uh, the Deloitte uh, Fast 50. We've got the Sunday Times Fast Track 100. And we just got released in the Gartner Magic Quadrant. Well, well good That's... luck in all of those. And, and in general, for, for the next 12 months to come, I, I, really, looking, I really look forward to seeing how, how the Starleaf proposition develops. But for the meantime, though, well, thank you so much for, for coming onto the podcast. Thank you for having me, Patrick. It's been a joy. Big thanks to William for coming onto the podcast on behalf of Starleaf. If you want to know more about their products or solutions, head to our website at uctoday.com and you can find loads more information there. Also on the website, the judging panel have reached their verdicts on the winners of the UC Awards 2018. So you can find all of the results there if you head to the awards section. Still to come though, I have loads of podcasts with all of the other entrants in the awards, so stay tuned to Out Loud for all of the new episodes. That's it for today though, thanks for listening.